Welcome to the Free Your Jaw podcast, a show dedicated to all things jaw pain, and where your host, Helen Baker, interviews experts and talks to jaw pain sufferers about anything related to the causes, symptoms, and treatment options for overcoming jaw pain. My name is Helen Baker, and today I'm delighted to be talking to Nicole Mitchell from Massage for Dementia. Nicole has been treating clients living with dementia for over 12 years. And today we will be discussing how living with dementia and jaw pain can be treated using the power of touch. Good morning, Nicole. Thanks so much for joining us. Perhaps you could start by introducing yourself and explaining a little bit about what you do. Good morning, Helen. I'm Nicole Mitchell and I'm a holistic massage practitioner and I'm also a trainer. I developed massage or massaging people living with dementia as a course which I've been delivering for about 10 years and I also work at the Blue Lotus Therapy Centre and the course I suppose came about 12 years ago I got got the the idea for it and um, I've been delivering it around the UK for about the last 10 years, I suppose. And is your course for the people living with dementia or is it for the carers who are caring for those living with dementia? Well, the great thing about the course is if you're a bodywork practitioner, a massage practitioner, physiotherapist, etc., then you can attend the course and get your CPD, your continuous professional development points, back to your portfolio. And I will special, you know, show you specialist moves on to add into your existing repertoire as an expert practitioner. But people who have no massage experience at all can also attend because they learn focused nurturing touch techniques, which will help them communicate better with their loved ones or people they come into contact with and help make the journey a little less bumpy, hopefully. So how did you get into working with dementia in the first place? What did you, <laughs> how, where did your journey start? Well, I've been practicing for quite a few years um, and mum, it's all her fault. Mm. She <laughs> she worked at a, a local nursing home um, as an accountant. And I think she she sort of like bothered the matron who who was managing the place at the time, saying, I'm sure the residents who work here would really benefit from what my daughter does, massage. And eventually I did get an interview, had a long chat with the matron, and we agreed that there were people that I could see. So uh, they gave me about three pages on how to interact with people living with dementia. And I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> make an awful lot of sense to me. And it was all about reality orientation as well. So I thought, oh, I know I'll, I'll go and book myself on a course and find out, you know, how to do my job better. And there were no courses out there. So I started doing a lot of research. And then I thought, well, why don't I pull a course together? You know, maybe other people would find it useful. And, you know, while I while I was practicing and and treating people with dementia, that was a massive learning curve. And the residents and, and clients themselves teach you so much, you know, what how you engage, how you approach, what works, what doesn't. And obviously it's very person centered. And then eventually, um, not long after, sadly, mum developed a mild cognitive impairment herself and then developed early onset Alzheimer's. And she she was able to give me lots of insights as well. She was very open and she said anything to help, you know, me understand and develop my course. She was really generous. And the other thing that I did as well is I worked for Outlook Southwest for about 20 months or so um, while I was developing the course. 
and I went around Cornwall facilitating dementia carer information sessions. So that was a massive yeah. note. So yeah, that's kind of where it all sort of started together. And yeah. So what? Um, I don't know too much about dementia. I'll be I'll be honest. So can you give me a quick summary of what dementia is and perhaps what life is like living with dementia? Okay. Well, I, I suppose I can't really speak for people who live with dementia and what life might be like certainly um dementia it's, it's basically a group of symptoms which describes cognitive decline and predominantly we think of you know people becoming a bit forgetful but it's not just about forgetting it's actually about those brain cells either dying off or being affected by disease um, or maybe not getting oxygen and, and nourishment to them so it can affect things like your reasoning your ability to reason and rationalize it might affect your balance or your understanding of your body in the space that it's in Um, so your ability to get around might be affected it might also affect your mood or your mood swings and you might get very extreme emotions or you might shut down completely Um, and like I say it's very different for everybody but dementia also describes the different types of dementia there are so you've got Alzheimer's, which makes up about 60% of people who are diagnosed with dementia. And that's caused by a protein sort of attacking the brain cells and strangling them, if you like. Although there are lots of theories, but I haven't got time to go into all that about where where all that comes from. There's vascular dementia, which is also quite common, but can be um, somewhat mediated by lifestyle changes. So things like strokes, um, atherosclerosis, blood pressure issues, um, heart problems can all affect the oxygen going to your brain, etc. There's Corsakoff's, which is caused by a vitamin B1 deficiency. There's also frontotemporal dementia, Parkinsonian dementia, Lewy bodies. And and then so how would massage then help living with dementia? How does it, obviously the power of touch, but how can you explain how how your treatment would would help? I think the way that touch helps anybody is it helps calm them down. One of the biggest things for me is when we're in a stressed place, we tend to shut down our main part of our brain or our executive part of the brain, you know, Mm -hmm. brain, if you like. And if we're under prolonged stress, it then can shut down the emotional brain. So you're then just operating purely on your fight, flight, freeze brain, you know, your Mm -hmm. brain. And I think one of the biggest things for me is that when someone's in a calm place, then you start to switch on the next levels of your brain. So you're enabling someone to use as much as as, as what they have. So people living with dementia... If there are parts of their upper brain, for example, I understand that your bladder, for example, is controlled partly by sort of the front part of the brain, partly by your brain stem. And if this bit's not working quite well, then you might have continence issues. Whereas if you're calm, you might be more continent, retain your independence, etc. So that's how the massage helps it actually just relax the nervous system, which mm-hmm. then helps to has the efficient cognitive ability in the in the brain absolutely and and then that has a knock-on effect because then it, it can affect your sleep patterns which might be knocked out by again parts of your brain that control your sleep patterns mm. breathing patterns um your mood your balance um, massage as well as you probably know helen it, it, it can improve balance and proprioception yeah. so your understanding of your body 
in the environment that it's in. And then so bringing it back to the jaw pain then, Nicole, so how do so do people living with dementia suffer a lot with jaw pain? Is it something quite common that you see or is it? I mean, anecdotally, from, from my own personal experience, I seem to find a lot of people live with it because I think the anxiety of living with a disease such as dementia can increase that uh, tension that we have in the jaw. I also think that there um, are a lot of people who are taking medication, which might increase mm-hmm. jaw as well. Some of the antidepressants and antipsychotics can cause jaw tension. So you might be offsetting the need to take so much medication, for example, and some of the symptoms that come with taking some meds. I also find that people can chew the pain away. So it can be an indicator of pain that they can't communicate. So sometimes if we're addressing things that we know, like an arthritic knee or constipation that's become really painful, if we're addressing those things through massage, we're taking the pain away. So then they're less likely to, you know, it's less likely to manifest as tension in their jaw. And trauma, that's another thing as well that I found as well. People who live with trauma, and you've probably found something similar, that a traumatic event might have triggered. Absolutely. Do people with dementia, do they grind their teeth? Would would that be another? Yeah, I mean, my mum, she does. um, And there's another gentleman I remember who used to grind it so loud, you could hear him across the room, the squeak of him grinding his teeth. And he would just have this constant sort of like while he was grinding poor man so it, it can be quite severe and I guess with that just that tension and as to the anxiety just that living with that it must be must not help their symptoms no no and you know what it's like you get into that that loop don't you absolutely okay so is there have you got any stories or any particular kind that you've treated with jaw pain that you could share with us yeah I mean the chap I'll call him Ted to keep it anonymous sure, perfect <laughs> you could hear across the room in the daytime like all the time you could hear it hear it and not just at night time this is grinding in the day I mean I don't know whether I can't remember whether he, he had it at night time as well because I know obviously it's it's you know you can get different types can't yeah. you but yes you, this was during the day while he was wide awake so, so I was asked I think it was by the nurse at the time she said you know do you think you could do anything for Ted and I said well, I can try. I make no promises. And, you know, I, I I remember when I first started treating him, it was about reaching out and taking, you know, offering a handshake because that was a big thing. accepted way into introducing myself. And then I would take his hand gently and just and just just hold it until he felt comfortable about who I was and the fact that was in his space. And then I would slowly feel up his arm and then come up to his jaw and just sort of like, again, seeking permission, setting the space, showing him what I was going to be doing, what part I was going to be working with. And one of the things that I teach, which is from, I learned from a lady called Naomi File, um, who does validation therapy. She talks about round here being associated with mother's touch. And if you if you massage around here, which, you know, helps release jaw pain, it can also fulfill an unmet need, the need for mother's touch. So reassurance, being loved, feeling connection. And sometimes when people with dementia regress, they are in those parts of their lives where they need their mother's reassurance or something symbolic of that wow so did you find that by releasing that and doing that his jaw he he could actually feel him soften and 
Oh, it was unbelievable. And, and the lovely thing about Ted was that as time went on and we built up this relationship, I, I thought I would just try some hot flannels to be reminiscent of going to the barbers for him. So I soaked it in orange blossom water, warm flannels, applied that. And you could just see him immediately. And, and he'd stop. He'd stop grinding and he would his whole face would soften with relief. And then it would make it easier for me to then massage. And then we'd finish with the hot cloths as well. And then I'd peel them off his face and he'd just be this beautific smile. The eye connection was brilliant. His big, bright blue eyes would be shining. And he would, and I would say, right, something for the weekend then, sir. And he'd giggle away because he was connected and he understood. And I guess his grinding of the teeth was less and he just felt... Just, oh, that's amazing. Such a yeah. So, so, yeah, lovely memories of, of yeah. and comfort. And how, how that, just that power of touch in that area has changed his life or has opened, given him an opportunity, hasn't it, to access a different feel, a different connection. Absolutely. And I think, like you were saying, it was about that enabling aspect for, for him and for me was once you... He got rid of that. We, you know, we got rid of the teeth grinding and the bruxism. He was then able to connect with me better and enjoy, you know, and enjoy the humour. Whereas when you've just all you can think about is this in your head, you can't engage with even just having a laugh with someone and connecting with them. Oh, that's such a nice story. That's amazing. <laughs> so, can you give um, any a couple of tips to anyone living with dementia? And perhaps anything that if they could do to help release their jaw pain or any tension in the jaw if they were experiencing that. A couple of tips I would say is large intestine four, which is you probably know, is that nice fleshy part, and it's quite tender to feel in between your thumb and forefinger, and is the great eliminator. You mustn't use it if you're pregnant. I'll be absolutely clear about that because you can run the risk of losing your baby. So yeah, large intestine four, you just hold that for a minute or two. It can relieve pain distally. So again, if you can't, if someone's not letting you get to their jaw because they're protective of it, this is a distal way that you can help maybe reduce pain, draw the focus away. And um, both sides. You can do it up to two minutes both sides, or as long as that person feels comfortable up to two minutes. They might tell you before that time's up, and that's fine. So large intestine four is a really good one. The other one, like I was saying, if you just clench your molars so that your masseter sticks out where it's tender or it juts out a bit you've got your stomach 36 so there and just doing the mother's touch and then you wrap that all up you just do it sort of nice and I always go too fast when I'm demonstrating but if you do it nice and slowly it can be reminiscent all the way up mum's here everything's okay and if you wrap it all up with that regulating voice mid-range voice then I think it, it helps because when you then make that conscious decision to drop your voice into the calm place, it rubs off on everybody else. So, so that with, you know, just maybe a bit, try a bit of mother's touch. And the hot cloth as well was a lovely idea as well. That was really nice. Yeah. Don't smother them. Don't smother them though. <laughs> Introduce it gently so they know what's going on. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's such lovely ideas. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for, um, yeah, it's been fascinating. I've loved it. And it's just been great to, to explore different avenues of touch, I guess the power of touch. Different diseases that people are living with, I suppose, isn't yeah, it? Stress and strains that we hold in the jaw and there's different ways that we can release it. And that's, that's really powerful. And it's just about finding that way in. And and, I mean, there's a lovely, I'm always quoting Margaret Atwood. She says that touch comes before sight, before speech. It's the first language and the last, and it always tells the truth. And I think that's so true, because if you go in with positive, nurturing, loving intent, then I think that's rarely misinterpreted by people who live with dementia, no matter what stage or anybody at you know, whatever stage in their life. Thanks so much for joining us. And yeah, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Free Your Jaw podcast. I really enjoyed chatting to Nicole Mitchell from Massage for Dementia about how living with dementia and jaw pain can be successfully treated using the power of touch. I especially like the hot flannel insight that she shared with us today. For more information about all things jaw pain and TMJ massage therapies, please head over to www.tmjmassagetherapies.com. I look forward to sharing and talking all things jaw pain again with you next week.